Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Star City Podcast. We hope that our time together will be both an encouragement and a help to you this week. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and I'm excited about our guest today, who is my friend, Dr. Gary Mathena. Gary has served as a worship leader in some of the leading churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, and I was blessed to have him set the table for my own preaching ministry right here at First Baptist Church of Roanoke, Virginia, where he and Donita are still members of our church family. Gary has taught as a professor of the School of Worship with Liberty University. He also is an accomplished Christian songwriter, and his song, Lean on Me, is listed as one of the top 100 gospel songs in America. And he is here with us today. Gary, welcome to the program, and there is so much we could talk about, but I want us to have a little fun with an unusual subject that probably most people know very little about, and it's called Ultra Trail Running. Now, Gary, before I met you, I had never really heard heard about this particular sport. So for the benefit of our listeners, what exactly is ultra trail running? And how did you ever get into doing it? Well, uh, hello, Brian. It's so great to be with you today. Thank you for inviting me to be uh, a part. And um, I, I, I loved uh, trail running. I um, uh, I was kind of a late bloomer in running. I've, I've been a musician, of course, I, as, a, as a kid. And through high school and college. I never was really involved in sports of any kind. Uh, I did have a short tenure in Little League Baseball, and uh, that didn't end well. Uh, I didn't have a lot of talent in that area. So I think that's why I settled into music, uh, because I, I, I had some limited success there. But I, I actually didn't start running uh, till later in life. I, was, I probably was around 45 years old. Uh, and I'm 65 today, so I've only been running for about 20 years now. And I have absolutely no talent in running. I just enjoy <laughs> doing it. And I discovered that uh, for an old guy, uh, I could stay out there a long time. Even though I wasn't very fast, I, I, I did have some endurance. And, and I, I've been working on that over the years. I, I really kind of started out as a, as a bike rider, road bike and uh, where we lived there in Bakersfield, California, is very flat, and uh, so uh, that was a lot of fun to ride bikes. But uh, my son-in-law uh, is an ultra runner and a very fine athlete, and so when uh, he married my daughter, and I learned more about ultra running and and uh, uh, and running on trails and that kind of thing. Well, I uh, Michael was kind of my inspiration uh, for running. And uh, so he got me into it, and uh, I learned a lot from him about it, and it gave me something to have in common with him uh, that we could do together. Well, I imagine so with all those hours of running together with your son-in-law and uh, gave opportunities for conversations yes. as, uh, as well as support because Absolutely. Uh, when you're running trails of these long distances, I imagine it's a helpful thing if you have someone to run with you. Oh, absolutely. I, Michael and I did uh, a 30, uh, well, 50K, 30-mile uh, run uh, up in the mountains there in, uh, in, uh, in California. We had a wonderful day together, started before daybreak and ended up after the sun went down uh, that day on the way back. And it is, it's a, it's a lot of fun to run together and enjoy uh, the beauty of, of God's creation. So you just said 30K. Is that the longest distance you've run in ultra trail running? or No, the longest I, I've run is a 50-mile race. Wow. I, I've, I've entered three 50-mile races and successfully finished one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that can happen out on the trail. I imagine and, there is. And, uh, you know, uh, some days you feel it, some days you don't. And uh, 
uh, uh, tummy trouble, uh, you know, it can, can hit you. you. Your electrolytes might not be balanced right. The food that you eat along the trail may not hit you right that day. And so you never know. You never know the temperature. There's so many variables when you're out there that long on the trail. Of course, ultra running is any uh, distance longer than a marathon. So an ultra marathon is any distance longer than that. So a marathon is 26.2 miles. So anything longer than that, usually if like uh, probably the, the the stepping stone after you've run a marathon, a stepping stone into ultra running would be a 50K, which would be around 30 around 30 miles. I guess another interesting uh, difference in the way that you run is that you're running off-road. You're running exactly. through trails, aren't you? Right. Out in the right. mountains and country and right. in Bakersfield, the desert plateau. Right. It's a whole different mindset. In, in marathon running, you know, you're running for time, you're on paved streets and uh, you're, you know, you're, you, you always want to try to beat your time. And in trail running, there's an element of that, but it's much more laid back. And it's a, it's a whole different mindset because of the hills that are involved, running uphill, downhill, the terrain that you're running on uh, slows you down. So you're not going to make, uh, in general, you're not going to uh, get the times that you would get in a, in a marathon, uh, but it's really a, a test of endurance more than it is speed, at least for middle of the packers like I am. Now, you really got into trail running, and of all places, Bakersfield, California, <laughs> yes. which is quite a different climate than living here in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Southwest Virginia. Very much uh, so. For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with that part of California, Bakersfield is, I believe, near the southern end of the San Joaquin Valley. That's and right. Pretty close to the Sierra Nevada. So yes. it's a hot desert-like right. climate. Right. Gary, what was it like running in what essentially had to be desert-like conditions? Yeah. Well, you kind of acclimate for it. Um, of course, hydration is extremely important, and and you dress for it. And uh, um, I was very careful that, that, you know, about how you dress. You wear a long sleeve. You wear UV-rated type things. I had a hat that I wore that looked like a safari hat with a, you know, that protected your neck and and um, and so you you're very careful about running out in the in, in the sun, make sure that you stay covered up. Uh, and of course, hydration is important. So I would have a hydration pack uh, that you know I could carry several liters of of water. And uh, when I would stay out all day and and be sure wow. I was prepared. <laughs> so you're running in the desert with rattlesnakes and yes. cactus and loose rocks. What kind of communication, if you ever got in trouble, would you would you have? I mean, how would you, well, would you be able to call for help? Yes. Uh, in fact, when I would run up in the mountains, I'd, you know, on, on my uh, 50K days, my 30, 30 mile days, I'd run, you know, 15, 16 miles into the mountains and back out. I had a satellite phone uh, that I would take with me in my backpack. And and I would check in with Donita, my wife, uh, along the way, let her know I was just fine. And we had a member of our church who was uh, a fire chief uh, at the in, in, in the uh, fire station that was up there in uh, the Kern River area where I would run. And uh, and I had his number on speed dial <laughs> on that uh, satellite phone. And Randy told me anytime I got into trouble, give him a call, and they would they would come after me. So I had you know a little bit of security there, and knowing that if I got into trouble, I I, I did have uh, someone that was willing to come help me. 
You know, Gary, something I just thought about that uh, I've heard runners who who run marathons talk about hitting the wall. Yes. Um, I imagine, I, I know you're familiar with that being a runner yourself. When does that normally happen for you on these uh, ultra trail runs? Well, for me, it would happen once I left my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is uh, really an issue of nutrition. And um, uh, hitting the wall, when, uh, when a runner talks about hitting the wall, he's talking about that moment when his glycogen stores have been depleted. And, um, and so uh, it's real important, uh, as a, as, especially on the long distances, that you eat well. Someone has said that running an ultra marathon is like running from banquet table to banquet table uh, <laughs> because along the way you would have aid stations and there'd be a table set up and they'd have all kinds of things, little peanut butter sandwiches, potato chips, a lot of things with, you know, extra salt in them. Um, um, you know, they, they, it, it, so uh, you would r- run along the way. You stop at the aid station, you'd refuel refill your water bottle or your Gatorade or whatever you were using, and then you'd go on down the trail. But uh, it was it's very important that you, that's, that's part of the training, is learning what your body is able to handle food-wise because you can't eat enough uh, with all the calories that you're burning. You can't really eat enough to replace that. And so you can eat too much or you can eat the wrong thing. So you have to test a lot of those kinds of things that you eat in your training so that you know what to stay away from, what your body doesn't agree with, uh, and that kind of thing. And then uh, something else that people don't often think about, but you can drink too much as an hmm. ultra runner as well. And um, and so you can, there's been some people that have actually uh, gotten very sick and, and there's been some, a few, very few cases of people that have actually died from having hmm. drank too much water. And what happens then, if you drink too much uh, you, you can uh, uh, you can dilute your electrolytes in your system, so it's it's a kind of a balance uh, kind of a thing, you know, getting your the right amount of potassium and salt and those kinds of things. And there are drinks that are formulated for ultra runners to help you uh, be able to regulate all of that and make sure that you stay healthy on the trail. It sounds like if you're running, you really need to. Pay attention to your body. Absolutely, when you're when you're running these yes. ultra races, yes. especially because it sounds like oftentimes you're in a very isolated area. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and uh, so you know, and, and every race is different. Every person is is different. Every person is an experiment of one, and so what works for one person doesn't work for another. And what has worked for you in a previous race may not work on this one. The temperature may be different. You're not feeling well that day or your body just kind of rebels. And so, you know, you have high hopes when you start a race, but sometimes you have to DNF, which means did not finish. Uh, and it's, it's you know, it's just because maybe that day's uh, your tummy didn't agree with you or, you know, there's just so many variables that can happen. Now, how would you describe the difference between running in Bakersfield in a desert-like setting and running here in the Blue Ridge Mountains? <laughs> I remember the first time after we moved here, uh, I was exploring some trails uh, here in, in the Roanoke area with my son-in-law, with Michael, and I was dressed uh, for running in the desert. 
And uh, so I had on my desert uh, long sleeve shirt and my safari hat, and I was all decked out. And then I, I, I started running on the trails, and I said, this is absolutely unnecessary because you're running in the trees, uh, you're running in the woods, and it's shady, and, and, and it's, just, it's just wonderful. But uh, running uh, where we were in Bakersfield and in the Kern River Valley area and the mountains there, the trails were not as rocky as they are here. The Blue Ridge Mountains are old, old mountains, and they're very rocky, very yes. rooty. And so um, I, I wasn't, I didn't have to be quite as mindful about foot placement running out in the desert as I, as I discovered that I had to be here in the, uh, running in the Blue Ridge Mountains. You have to be pretty careful where you put your feet. So in the desert, you have to worry about climate and heat. Right. Here, you really have to worry about where you're putting your next step. Yeah, very much so. I think, I think that would be a good, uh, a, a good example of that. We're going to have to leave our conversation right there for today and pick it up again next time as we are already out of time. We will hear part two of Gary's story entitled In the Long Run in next Thursday's podcast. So I hope you'll be sure to listen in with us next week. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of the Star City Podcast family today. I'm Brian Smith reminding you to live this week by His grace and for His glory.